Hello and welcome to another episode of Paul Oviero's blog podcast. I remain your host, Paul Oviero. Today, we'll be discussing the second round of the World Cup, which just got completed um, yesterday, the 3rd of July. The Over the weekend, starting from Saturday, the World Cup second round took off or took place with France taking on Argentina and France won that game 4-3 and Argentina have been, uh, were sent home on that day um, goals by Antoine Griezmann Benjamin Pavard and Kylian Mbappé um, gave France the victory over Argentina who scored to Angel Maria Mercado and Aguero so, it was an interesting game, one of the best games so far in the tournament. Um, probably rivaled only by the Belgium-Japan game, but it was a classic game between two former World Cup champions, two superpowers in the game. And, and France started well through a penalty scored by Antoine Griezmann, and the Maria later equalized for Argentina before halftime. And surprisingly, with a hand in the second half, through Mercado, but um, the French bounced back and equalized through Pavard. And Kylian Mbappe gave France the lead and also excellent their lead by four goals to two. Um, Kun Aguero uh, scored a late consolation for the to put some scare into the French, but. They were going to deny the French of a famous victory over the internet at the World Cup. It brings an end to a chaotic World Cup for Argentina. Of course, it, the news were all over the place about the chaos and the rumbles in the Argentina camp. Rumors that um, Messi and some big boys in the squad were controlling things or running the show instead of... Uh, George Sampaoli and of course Adina barely got to the second round after they scored a little goal against Nigeria um, in the 2-1 victory during the last round of matches during the group stage so Adina had struggled they, had been, they were played by Croatia they lost 3-0 there was some a lot of ridiculous performances and surprising and shocking performances by the whole squad. Messi struggled, he looked way down, he looked unhappy. And of course the fact that Argentina were knocked out is really not surprising for many who had seen who who had seen it coming after that disastrous game against Iceland, whereby they were held to a one one draw and they couldn't uh, defeat Iceland. Messi also going ahead to lose a penalty and all that. So, um, it's a sad one for Argentina. Uh, a lot of players, I'm sure, will be retiring. We've not heard from USC yet whether we'll be reti- re- uh, quitting the national team. Mas- Mascara definitely has stepped down. And we wait to see what will happen in the future. Perhaps things will get clearer in the coming days or weeks. Alright, to the next game. We'll talk about Uruguay versus Portugal. Of course, Uruguay 
Defeated Portugal 2-1. Goals by Edison Cavani. Give it to Uruguay a famous victory over Portugal. Portugal, of course, with Cristiano Ronaldo, could not salvage the situation this time. They gave it a good goal and surprisingly played their best game of the tournament, probably because they were chasing the game for long periods. So they had no choice but to come at Uruguay. But the Uruguay defense is a very solid one. They don't give too many chances away. In fact, the goal that Pepe scored for, the, for Portugal, because pardon, was the first goal Portugal, I mean Uruguay, have considered this year, 2018, according to reports, which is very, very impressive. So yes, it's a mean defense, well organized, well drilled. And Jimenez and Diego Godin, both Atletico Madrid central defenders. You know how the height is at Atletico Madrid. Diego, Diego Simeone's um, defensive organization, they've transferred it and to the Uruguayan team and is giving good results there in the quarterfinals of the World Cup and could give Francis care if they're able to get Cavani fit who went off injured um, towards the in the last quarter of the game against Portugal and it's a tight one to call the French are good attack wise but they only raised their game because they played Argentina and Uruguay, if Uruguay gets the first goal, it might be an uphill task to break down the Uruguayans. And of course, it's going to be a close one. Although I'm keeping the French to win that game, but I expect Uruguay to to give a good account of themselves. So Uruguay defeated Portugal two-one. Portugal sent home as well. Cristiano Ronaldo as well as Leo Messi, two star players, the two of the, the two best players in the world, both get sent home at the same time or the same day. So Cristiano Ronaldo, unfortunately for him, could not make a case to be Ballon d'Or later this year for 2018 after he was bundled out in the second round by. Uruguay. Alright, the next game that was played was Spain-Russia. Spain, of course, surprisingly, could not break down a stubborn Russian defense and were eliminated on penalties. It was a sad one for Spain. The decision to sack Julian Lopetegui uh, a day before the tournament began, coming back to haunt Spain. Spain never really looked the Spain we knew, apart from the first game against Portugal, which they ended up drawing 2-3, they never really looked like the Spain we have come to get, you know, the Spain of 2008 European Championships, 2010 World Cup in South Africa, and Spain of you know, 2012, that Spain that really, you know, dominated teams, controlled games, ruthless have never looked like that team of those glorious years. It appears that their time is past and they really need to do something to get back to that level of form and and excellence, really. They went ahead through an own goal, Ignacevic from Russia, but they were 
Jarpi clumsily handed the ball in the 18 number during the corner kick, made his hands too high, and the referee awarded the penalty to Russia and Zuba made no mistake and scoring from the spot. So Spain, of course, controlled possession without really threatening until towards the end of the game. But really they really didn't threaten the Russians. They passed and passed and passed without really doing much with the ball. And of course, the penalty shooter lottery, Russia was able to to get one over them and one by four goes to three. So a great one for Russia, bad one for Spain. Alright. We go to the next game. Croatia versus Denmark. Croatia, of course, the Croatia game, the Denmark game, was really not a very good one. There were some there was excitement here and there, but largely it was a boring and dull game. But it started quickly. Um, two quick goals with the first four minutes between Croatia and Denmark. Denmark going ahead by Zanka, but uh, striker, um, the Croatian striker, a bit of the Croatian striker equalized for um, Croatia a short afterwards. Mandzukic, I beg your pardon, the name keeps slipping my memory. Anyway, Mandzukic equalized for Croatia, but there was not really much that happened for most of the game until the extra time whereby Croatia were awarded a penalty and Kamodic went on to lose that penalty. It was a sad one, but he redeemed himself with the shootout as Croatia won Denmark 3-2. Great saves by Spasic. And even Kasper Schmeichel made three saves, but still ended up with the losing side. After stopping or saving Lukamotis penalty and saving two penalties during the penalty shootout. So, Russia go through and will take on Russia. Well, in the coming days we'll be discussing, or in our next podcast we'll probably discuss the, the matchups in the semifinals, what could happen and probably what to expect. Or uh, we'll discuss the outcome of those games. Then for the Brazil Mexico game, it was immediately a one-sided run. Neymar and Firmino uh, defeated Mexico 2-0. Mexico again coming short at the knockout phase. They often do well in the first round. They were impressive at the middle of the tournament, beating Germany 1-0, defeating South Korea, defeating South Korea 2-1, and also, but losing heavily to Sweden, 3-0. Of course, that game was... The game really didn't really do matter much because Germany also were knocked out of the tournament. So, Germany failed to beat South Korea, surprisingly. So, Mexico and Sweden went through. And Mexico, unfortunately, ended up facing Brazil and, were, and lost... To Brazil 2 0. Two late goals coming from Neymar and Firmino. Tappings generally after good work by William and so on. So, great one for Brazil. They, they will take on Belgium in the 
quarterfinal, Belgium, who many thought would easily roll over Japan, were given a rude shock after they went down 2-0 in the second half to Japan and had to rally to come back and defeat Japan, which was a very entertaining game, one of the best games so far at the World Cup. Um, along with the France Argentina game, the Belgium Japan game was a very interesting one, end to end. Beautiful play, beautiful football, good attacking, great goals. Uh, Vettogen, Fellaini, and Chadley getting the goals for Belgium. Haraguchi, Inoue also got goals for Japan. They scored two goals, they gave Japan a two goal lead. But Belgium were able to rally through Vertigan and Fellaini to equalize and Chad scored a last minute winner after a slick counter attack by Belgium from a corner kick. Well, so Belgium takes on Brazil in the quarterfinals on Friday along with France who takes on Uruguay and that cracker of a game. Then we go to Sweden, Switzerland. The Sweden Switzerland game was another, well, not very entertaining game, KG affair, but Sweden got a decisive goal, 1-0, win over Switzerland, goal scored by Fordberg, his shot was deflected by Manuel Akonji in Switzerland's defence, and of course, Sweden get to the quarterfinals after coming through a difficult group that had Mexico and Germany and South Korea, they were able to defeat South Korea and also defeat Mexico handsomely by three goals to nothing. They lost to a late minute strike by Tony Cruz against Germany, but they are now through to the quarterfinals and Germany at home. They were able to beat Switzerland 1 0. So Sweden will be taking on the English who were able to defeat Colombia on penalties after El Dyer for. England scored the winning penalty. There was a cracking game between Colombia and England. Well, not really cracking, but it was a, a poor game, really, compared to the other games that have been played. Yes, there was a lot of tension. It was a bad-tempered game, a lot of fouls, a lot of play-acting, a lot of gamesmanship, sportsmanship. So many things going wrong in the game, but King got the England opener in the second half from the penalty spot. Week six of the tournament, and Yerimina, the backer defender who hardly gets a game, probably he will be considered now after proving himself at the World Cup or will get a transfer that to a decent team for him to showcase his talents. Yeah, Yerimina equalized for Colombia in stoppage time in the 93rd minute. Great one for Colombia. Sadly, they couldn't really kick on from there. In the first of extra time, they did okay, tried to get the decisive goal. But the English came back first in the second half of extra time and could have gotten a victory, but it all went down to penalties. And of course, the English have a poor record in penalty shooters and it was looking like it was going to go. Here we go again until... Uh, Uribe missed for Colombia. He struck the woodwork, and and Jordan. I mean Jordan Pickford. Yes, saved uh, Jordan Henderson's uh, saved Jordan Henderson's blushes by saving 
a good penalty from Carlos Baca. So England through to the quarterfinals for the very first time since 1990 and will be taking on Sweden. England will be facing their chance against Sweden who may not be that fantastic but will be another difficult side to beat. Well, I suspect English will be ready and I'm backing English to get to the semi-finals on this one to play the winner of Croatia on Russia. Alright, the quarterfinal games will be played on Saturday. Rugai takes, um, I beg your pardon, the quarterfinal games will be played on Friday and Saturday. Friday takes on, I mean, Rugai takes on France, while Brazil takes on Belgium. And my quick predictions will be France defeating Uruguay, while Belgium will take beating Brazil. Of course, many people will favor Brazil, but Brazil has not really made any strong opposition. Switzerland, who were a bit stubborn, were able to get a draw. I think this Belgian team, even though they not have a very, very, very outstanding defense, has a different defense and has a midfield that could challenge the Brazilian midfield and have strikers and attackers who could get goals. And they can also go, they also have a plan B when things get ugly, bringing in the likes of Fellaini to do some dirty jobs and go for aerial, use the aerial threat that Fellaini and Lukaku pulls. To any defense, so but I will be taking the Belgians or the Belgians rather to win that game. All right, then for the England Sweden, of course, I favor in the English to be Sweden. Then for the Russia Croatia, that's very dicey. Russia are brimming with confidence, they've won all the important games they've played Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and they've also defeated Spain. So I don't I don't think Russia will be that different when they play Croatia. Croatia won't be that dominating like the Spanish can be. So, it's, that will be a 50-50 game, but I would say, well, pundits, the experts are taking Croatia to make it because of their outstanding play. They look solid in defense, midfield, and attack. The likes of Mandzukic, Perisic, and... Modric and Rakitic. So, I I will slightly favor the Croatians to nick it, but how they will nick it, I do not know. Perhaps a moment of expression from the likes of Modric or Rakitic, and but I don't think it will be a very high-scoring affair for the Russia-Croatia game. But I expect the Russians to be full of energy and with a lot of intent. But I see Croatia weathering the storm and nicking a goal to take them through. To the semi-finals to play England. All right, so that's that for my predictions for the France. I mean, for the quarterfinal games. I hope to see you after those games and discuss how the games went. So, this is where we draw the curtains of today's podcast. My name is Paulo Vero. You can follow me on Twitter at Overall Schools. You can also read my blog post at Polovero's blog. You can check out polovero'scoast.blogspot.com to read my blog posts and read insightful analysis of football stories all over the world. This is my second podcast and permit me if I seem a bit amateurish. We're all learning and I hope to improve in the coming days. 
some might say it's a professional to be making these apologies, but I don't care. Um, really, I don't care, really. But I believe that uh, my listeners, whoever you are out there, deserves something very good. And I hope you will be able to enjoy the best for me as the time as time goes on. All right, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye.